We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Good afternoon, everyone. Well, today we uh, begin our liturgical new year. Uh, I told the last Mass, <clears throat> the, um, the biggest priest joke ever is just like, oh, happy liturgical new year. And somebody yesterday was like, do not say that at Mass, I'll kill you. I was like, okay, I'm restraining. And then after Mass, like two dads were like, I said that to my kids this morning. And they were like, dad, you dork. Anyway, happy new year. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I want to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving to launch into our theme today. Uh, I don't know what your Thanksgivings are like. Mine are, they're good. It's good to be with my family. We have a great time. Um, But I always feel bad for my family, right? Because they have, they have the one family that has the priest in the family. And that's just got to be rough, right? It's a tough thing. And so, um, my immediate family and most of my aunts and uncles, I think they're comfortable enough with it. But my cousins are now in their mid-20s. And you can just feel they're just kind of not there. And so we go to Thanksgiving and they are, uh, they're kind of looking for a way to escape the priest. And it's just kind of awkward. So now they're, they're starting to bring their, uh, the girls and the guys, they're dating and they're like, oh, this is my cousin, Father Brian. You know, and it's just, it's just a little bit tense. It's a little awkward. And you can just feel they're expecting me to sit with them and be like, hey, guys, let's talk about mortal sin. <laughs> right? Like, who, who doesn't love that one? And then we all find our seats around the Thanksgiving table. And you can just see, and I bet you do this with your family. It's like, do you ever just like see where everyone's kind of hold back a little bit, see where everyone's sit, going to sit, and you're like, got to get a good seat. Where, where is everybody? Had good Thanksgiving conversation. All of my cousins this year sat at the other table. I was like, okay, I'm coming over there, and we're going to talk about Sunday Mass obligation, <laughs> right? But it made me think this year is that with my cousins, what it, what it felt like, it felt like they were trying to escape me. And I don't know if they really were, but it felt like that. And it got me thinking about how so oftentimes, right, what we want to do as humans is escape. And I want this to launch us into our Advent this year. A very natural human inclination is to escape the world in some way. Christians can be awfully bad at this, actually. We, we can really just say, this world's messy, it's difficult, it's uncomfortable at times. And so there, there can be this sense where we've just got to get out of here, we have to escape. Advent starts today. Advent is a Latin word, and it means the coming, the coming of Christ. In Greek, and today in our gospel, in Matthew 24, Jesus talks three times. He says three times he talks about when he will come at the end of time. Two of the three times he uses the word parousia, his coming in glory. And here's what I want you to think about today. You and I are always looking for ways to escape. 
when I get busy at, with, with work, when relationships get uncomfortable, sometimes with my own self, when I'm not happy with myself, we seek a way to, to just get out. The movement of Christianity is the opposite of that. And I love that. Christianity is not the story of a group of good people who want to escape reality. That's not Christianity. Christianity is the story of how God wants to break into this messy, broken world and to set things right in the midst of it. And I love that. Right? Sometimes we can say to God, Lord, I'm too messy, this heart, this soul of mine, I've, made it, I've just made an absolute train wreck of it. And we look for a way to avoid it, but God wants to enter right in there. Origin says this. I don't know, do you guys ever wonder if I have like the big book of origin quotes? I do. You should get it. It's really good. Origin says this. He says, there is not just one coming which my Lord, in which my Lord Jesus Christ came down to earth. Not just one. He also came to Isaiah. And he came to Moses and he came to the people. And he came to each one of the prophets. And you should have no fear. Even if he has already been received, he will come again. But that he has also come before his presence in the flesh. Listen to his own lamenting words of testimony. So he quotes Jesus here, saying that Jesus didn't just come to Bethlehem, he came before. And here's what Jesus says in Matthew He says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, killing the prophets and stoning those who are sent to you. How often would I have gathered your children together? And Origen finishes his quote, he says, How often? He is not lying. He is not lying. Brothers and sisters, Christ came 2,000 years ago. He's going to come at the end of time. It will be glorious. It will be the most beautiful thing any human being has ever seen when he comes. He will come in glory and majesty. And if we live good lives, that'll be a time for us to hold our heads high in joy and praise. But he comes a thousand times in between. God always wants to break into this world. Always. And he wants to break into your life. Today, tomorrow, every day, the movement of God is not for you to escape, it's for him to break in. And that's what Advent's about. It's for us to prepare for that, to make that space in our lives, in our hearts, in our souls, so that God can break in. And I want to talk to you today, this is so cool. So today's second reading, I want to just show an example of this. Today's second reading from Romans 13, that reading is the reading that converted St. Augustine. He had been wrestling all through his life, trying to find the truth. And if you, if you haven't read Augustine's Confessions, 
you really need to read that. It's not an easy read, but it's a valuable read. But Augustine's just like you. He's just like you. He had temptations to sin. He had doubts. He had questions. He went looking in all kinds of different places for fulfillment, and he couldn't find it. And finally, when he was convinced that Catholicism was the truth, he found that he couldn't live it. He found it was too difficult. Anybody ever felt that way? Thank you. Okay, you guys are pretty good. Again, as I always say, the rest of you are liars. But Augustine found that. Isn't that refreshing? In my life, so oftentimes I find, it's like, Jesus, I know this is the truth. I know you're the truth. Your beauty and your glory speak so profoundly to the depths of my soul. And I struggle, Lord, to live the way I know I'm supposed to. I struggle to do that. So Augustine was wrestling, and he was, he was particularly wrestling with letting go of sexual sin. He had a really hard time doing that. And he knew he had to if he was going to follow Christ. He knew he had to let go of it. And he was in agony, and one day he was in a garden, and he hears a child singing. And the child was singing tole lege, which is a Latin phrase. It means take and read. Take and read. If you go to the Augustine Institute, their coffee shop is called Tole Lege because of that moment. So Augustine hears that, and he's in this garden, and just like you in your life, you've had moments where God has spoken in your soul. And he has said to you, he has said, come with me. Right? He said that thing that you're attached to, it's not worth it, let go. And you've wrestled, and maybe sometimes you've succeeded, and other times you've failed, because that's the human story. So Augustine, he takes this child singing, and he says, this must be, somehow God must be speaking through this. And so he went, and he got a scroll. They didn't have books in those days. He gets a scroll. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? I, we should go back to that, like a scroll, like the, the gospel of the Lord. Anyway, he gets out Romans, and he read today's second reading. And it says, let us conduct ourselves becomingly as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Augustine read that and he was converted on the spot. And he knew that God would give him the grace to leave behind all the things he didn't want to before. This is book eight of the Confessions. It is so powerful. And it just, I, I read that. I was reading over it this morning, early this morning. And it's so beautiful because I thought, this is my story. And that's why Augustine, his life still resonates today. Brothers and sisters, do you want to escape? Oftentimes, pleasures in this world are a way of us escaping. Right? Life is hard. Work is hard. And so we turn to pleasure, and we turn to entertainment, and we turn to shopping. I don't know, whatever it might be. And what you are called to turn to 
is to God. The world always tells us, the world always says happiness comes from pleasure. And you know it's not true. <laughs> you know it's empty, but you do it anyways. Right? I'm like, oh man, it was such a tough day. Pasta will make me happy. And it does for a minute. Augustine, I just want to just hang with me a little bit longer. He says, he says a couple of things I want you to hear. Augustine, when he was wrestling and he's not quite there yet and he hadn't given his heart yet to God, here's what he said. He says, the only answers I could give, he says, God was after me, God's pursuing me. And all I could say was, in the drowsy words of an idler, right, someone who's half asleep, he says, all I could say to God was, soon, presently, and let me wait a little longer. Do you ever do that? you ever delay your conversion? I have many times. Lord, I know that I should, I should know how to pray in a deeper way. I will learn that tomorrow. I know I should know my faith on a deeper level. I'll do that tomorrow. I know that I should be more generous and kind and forgiving. I'll get to that when I'm retired. Do not delay your conversion. Brothers and sisters, the only thing that will make you happy is when you give up your life for God. When you allow Christ to break into your life. Just a few pages later, Augustine says this. And I love this. When, you, when you're wrestling that way, when you know that you're, you've got one foot in the world and one foot in, in God, we've all been there. And Augustine was there. Here's what he says. He says, you, Lord... You never ceased to watch over my secret heart. In the midst of that wrestling and that struggle, you never ceased to watch over my secret heart. And I love this phrase. He says, in your stern mercy. Isn't that a great phrase? Stern mercy. In your stern mercy, you lashed me with a twin scourge of fear and shame in case I should give way once more. He's talking about giving back into his sin. And God, because he loved him, God gave Augustine fear and shame of his sin because God wanted what was best for him. In my heart, I kept saying, Lord, let it be now. Let it be now. Brothers and sisters, today's readings are very simple. Advent reminds us that Christ will come in glory and the whole purpose of your life is not to repent someday. You were not made to have a great time on earth. You were not made for pleasure. You were not made for notoriety. You were made for God. And the sooner you let go of all those other things and surrender your heart, the sooner you will find joy. Instead of escaping, right, escaping all of our problems and the difficulties, right, the real answer is to let God break into your life. And so Jesus today, Lord, every one of us in this church knows these things. All of us know that we should let go of those sins of the flesh, 
of our judgments and our envies and our pride. We all know it, Jesus. Lord, today, may we actually do it.